This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player, Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everyone. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour, uh, and it's going to be quite an hour, as it always is. We have two guests for you. One, uh, we like to shine a bright light on those areas where poker is booming, and one of those places is New Jersey with the advent of Internet poker, intrastate Internet poker. We're going to have one of the people responsible for the boom. Her name is Jamie Kerstetter, and she is a New Jersey party poker professional, and she's going to talk all about what's going on there. And then we're going to have also the unbelievably successful three-time winner now of the World Poker Tour, just won at the Commerce, uh, and back-to-back with one he had just won at Fallsview. His name is Anthony Zeno, and we'll be talking to him. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be back right away. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra-long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are? Hi, everybody. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host, and I am joined in studio uh, by my producer, Dave Weishattle. Uh Not normally the case, but we have a very special guest who comes from Dave's home state of New Jersey. Her name is 
Jamie Kerstetter, and she is a New Jersey parter, New Jersey party poker pro, also known as Twitch TV pioneer. Jamie, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Hi. Welcome to House of Cards. Uh, I want to just start off. Uh, our listeners may not know your name. Give us a little bit of your background and how it is you became a New Jersey party poker pro. Okay. Um, I'm a former attorney. I worked for about three years and really wasn't that into it. Uh, I've been playing poker for about five years before that, um, recreationally at first, and then making a little bit of a living on the side, and then just kind of canned my legal uh, profession completely. Um, Moved to Mexico for two years while um, there was no regulated online poker in the United States, and uh, was approached while I was living there um, and offered a sponsorship to come back to New Jersey and represent Party Poker um, in one of the first regulated. New Jersey is one of the first states that uh, regulated online poker. Yeah. Um, so How did they know about you? Now. <laughs> How did the Party Poker know to approach you to come back to New Jersey? Um, I, you know what? That's a great question. I feel extremely lucky. There aren't very many um, Americans who are sponsored by any sites right now, so I'm very, very fortunate um, for the opportunity. Um, I was doing pretty well online. I was uh, ranking like the top, like point, the top point one percent of um, players online on officialpokerrankings.com. I was doing pretty well, and there just there aren't really that many females who um, were like really doing well online. I think that was some of the appeal um, for me, and the fact that I'm from New Jersey originally. Um, Borgata was my home casino, and I was like really, uh, I was definitely a regular there and know everybody. Um, so I think that I was like a decent pick for them to play in their live casino and try to attract some players on their online site. So what percentage of the time would you say you play live versus online? Um, it's kind of cyclical. Like in the, in the summer, I'm almost a hundred percent live. Um, so I'll go to the WSOP for two months in Vegas. Um, and the rest of the year, um, when there's an online series, uh, for party poker, like the NJ cop that just happened, there's, there's a million dollars in guarantees over the course of about 11 days. I'm playing online every single day. There were great tournaments live at Borgata that I skipped um, because there were just so many good things to play on party. Um, so I'd say normally I'll, I'll play maybe maybe two days a week of live cash because um, I do still enjoy the social aspect of the game that you kind of miss out on when you're online. Um, and like three or four days of online poker. I, I got to tell you, I want to jump in. Hey, yeah, Jamie, it's Dave. She is the hardest working woman in poker. These last two weeks, you had the Borgata Spring Open, right? You had the New Jersey Online Championship of Poker. You had Poker Night in America, and now you're commenting on a World Poker Tour event. Yep. This is all two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, this has been a really busy two weeks, but I I really like that. Like I, I feel, I don't know, I feel like I get a lot, I do a lot better work when I'm busy, when there's not a lot of downtime, when I'm not like, you know, you know, no focus on anything. Um, I feel like I just accomplished a lot in the last few weeks. I feel really like excited about uh, some of the steps that Party has taken to just um, to really be like the leader in the New Jersey market. Um, and it's been great to do some commentary for WPC and be invited back again and again. Um, and so it's something you guys do radio all the time. For me, it was like a really nerve wracking thing the first time that I had to do commentary. It's like, oh no, like. You know, we're, I play poker all the time, and in my own brain, the things I'm saying sound good. Um, but well, I, when I'm I, actually saying to a couple of thousand people watching, um, it's a lot scarier, uh, and it's nice to get positive feedback and get invited back. Um, I, I gotta tell you, a tiny bit of validation. You, you do an amazing job on that Twitch TV. I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't uh, too familiar with it, but I tuned in once I busted out in the New Jersey Championship of Online Poker. And it, it, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a picture of you, and then you have a four screen with the different tables that, number one, you're playing, you're commenting, and you're answering questions from listeners. Yeah, it, I can't believe on. how you kept all that straight. It's a lot going on. Like I, the, the day that I was commenting on yours, I was like, I almost had to ignore it because I had like I had your table up and I had two being a hand, and then it'd be like you sitting on two other tables trying to make decisions. And I was playing a heads up match at the same time, which normally that takes up a lot of your focus because you're in every single hand. And, and yet you um, still so it's like scrambling all over the place. <laughs> and yet you still had time to say NJDEV just got his aces cracked, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cherry I on top of my night. Down. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, it is a lot. I mean, it's it's really cool. I think it. I think that Twitch is going to be really great for the future of poker. Um, I think it's cool because you can have people who maybe have no clue. They've never seen what online poker is like, and they might have some misconceptions. They might also have a bad feeling about it from some of the old scandals and stuff that happened with like Ultimate Bet and some of these other really shady sites. Um, and it's cool to give people a window into regular regulated online poker um, and kind of show them how it's working and, and kind of give an intro. You know, like I'm. I'll talk some high-level stuff. Like, some people watching are already really good players. Some people are completely new and asking me, like, really, really noobish questions, and I'll answer those, too. So it's kind of a, it's a nice, like, jumping-off point for people who might want to start getting into the game. A party Poker is an amazing site, and I've been trying to get Ashley down to New Jersey to play. So you have him now. Convince him to get down to New Jersey tonight and start playing. <laughs> Yes. Well, you just missed the biggest series. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> come, I want like when people are coming to town, I want them to see the best of it, and that's kind of why they um, they align the big series, the NJ Cup series, uh, with the WPT championship. So a lot of people who are coming to town um, who maybe don't spend a ton of time in New Jersey uh, get to see this like really awesome series and play for a million dollars in cash over eleven days. But the schedule is still good on on the regular. So if you ever come through New Jersey anyway, there's Definitely worth it to set up an account. We're going to take a quick pause, and then we'll be right back. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro Caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. This This is is the House of Cards. This is your poker education. Let's play some cards. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Listeners, we have been talking to Jamie Kerstetter, and she is a New Jersey party poker pro. Well, what what's going on, on online in New Jersey? A lot of people have no idea. Why don't you fill us in? Okay. Um, still have, uh, on a Sunday, uh, Sunday's our big day, so it'll be 2,000 people online playing in just one state, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, we run a 50k guarantee every week uh, for just a few hundred dollar buy-in. First place will be about ten thousand dollars on Sundays, um, and then once a month we have a hundred k guarantee. So just sell it all, and they satellite a bunch of people in. You can get in for really small. You don't have to risk a lot of money. They have some free rolls, and just recently added the um, satellites into the WPT 500 in um, Las Vegas, which was wildly popular last year. They got like four thousand entrants to that tournament. When um, is so that five, tournament? Five hundred bucks versus like two hundred fifty k or something crazy. When, um, when is that tournament? Like that online. Oh, uh, that's the beginning of July. When? So people who are going to Vegas to play WSOP, um, it overlaps with that, and yeah, you'll see satellites popping up all over the place for that. Where you can qualify for very very small amounts of money. So there are satellites now that you can play in for the World Series of Poker. No, um, it's a. It's a Aria 500 is a WPC uh, branded event. Is yeah. uh, partnered with Party Poker, but when people are going out for the WSOP, it overlaps with this 500 in Aria, so it tends I to draw a very, very massive fields. So Party is only offering satellites to the WPT event. They're not doing any mm-hmm. satellites for the WSOP. No, yeah, because WSOP is kind of a competing brand in New Jersey. Um, so Party uh, partners WPT and. They offer a lot of great satellites with WPT events instead. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
And what else? I, I noticed that the party is opening up a casino, not just a poker room. Uh, yeah, actually, they, they launched at the same time. Um, but the casino has been growing uh, alongside the poker. Um, they have a lot of stuff, like they have blackjack and roulette and craps and like stuff that you expect to see. Um, but they also have a lot of those like uh, really fun slots. Like I think IGT is their uh, main provider of uh, online slots. So they have like Monopoly and um, Ghostbusters, and I'm not sure what else. But uh, I, yeah, I played do. a slot called Biker Pigs. It was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I just played it just because of the name. The one somebody somebody won like a lot on that one. Once <laughs> someone won like a million dollar jackpot on. Really, it wasn't me. So yeah. <laughs> how how does that work online? The other gambling games. Uh, do they actually have uh, a the same percentage payback that you would have in the real game? Uh, is it con- how does like blackjack? That's is it constant really shuffling? Question. Can you track the can you track the cards like you can in uh, in a casino? How does that work? Um, I actually have no idea. I'm, I'm, you know, 99% poker. That's like what I'm signed on to promote. And that's what I tend to promote because it's just, you can actually like make a consistent living doing it um, and not just gamble. But, um, but so I'm not really sure. I, I know gaming regulates both. So um, I'd be surprised if there was a different payout schedule or a percentage of payouts than there would be in a casino. Um, Cause New Jersey gaming is all over it. I don't think they'd let you have like a lower payout in blackjack or something like that. Um, but I'm definitely not an expert on uh, casino percentages. All right. Well, let me ask you something else. I have in my notes here that there's a new mobile device that you can get. Mm-hmm. Can you play poker on your phone? Yep. It's pretty sweet. Uh, that launched only a couple of months ago. Um, currently, you have the ability to play one table at a time, um, which is kind of all I need, though, right now. I, I play um, the nightly 10K while I'm playing live cash. <laughs> so I'm like, playing poker while I'm playing poker. Um, and it's kind of fun be able to do that um also it kind of frees you up like if you have somewhere that you have to go um like you can you can just play while you're there you know like if i'm at the final table i don't need to miss anything else i could just bring my phone with me and play ahead every once in a while um hey jamie i just want you to know i'm showing ashley my phone with the party poker app on it which is <laughs> utterly useless up in massachusetts here so i can't get on it. <laughs> so, have it it makes you long for new jersey i know god <laughs> Some people have pictures of their family. I have my party poker app that I <laughs> stare longingly at. Let me ask you the question that I'm always asked, and it uh, will require some speculation. But people ask me, how far away from the old days are we? I mean, we now have three states that have legalized intrastate poker on the mm-hmm. Internet. How far away do you think we are from being able to play poker with an international community as we could back before the UIGEA? And this is like, this is pure speculation, but I think we're quite a ways away. Um, but I don't feel very pessimistic about it anyway, because I think all it really is going to take is, is like Pennsylvania, New York, or California, and the player pool is still huge. We have a few thousand people in New Jersey, you link up Pennsylvania and New York, um, and it's just, it would be really great. Like, I don't think we necessarily need the Europeans to be able to make... Um, very huge player pools. I think that the interest in, in poker in the U.S. is pretty high. Um, and I think all it'll take is a few more states coming along and linking up to start having um, more poker on TV and more, um, you know, pre-Black Friday. There was so many shows. High stakes poker, poker after dark, um, the NBC heads up 25K. Um, and I think that's where, like, people start to get really interested in playing because you'd watch it on TV and you get the itch. You're like, oh, man, I want to play this game. And that kind of that kind of fell away when it got, uh, I don't know, not really, it wasn't, like, criminalized, um, but when the, reg- the regulated sites were just uh, not allowed anymore. So I kind of feel like it might not ever be exactly the same as pre-Black Friday, but that we're, like, kind of on the way to making it, um, making these player pools pretty big again. And do you find that there are still people that are coming on in New Jersey as players that did not play before the ban, before the crackdown on funding and everything? Are there brand uh, new players? I would say so. I would say so just by judging the level of play of some players. Um, the first six months I was playing, I was like, wow, there's definitely new players, like just bet sizing and uh, just certain things that they do. I'm like, this can't be someone who's played, you know, a million hands in their life. So I do think uh, the level of play is a lot lower than it was before Black Friday, um, and that would indicate some new players are getting in there. Um, I don't know. I don't have, like, the statistics on, on how many first-time players or if they've surveyed that, but uh, it does seem to 
actually, also, uh, I've talked to some people I've been playing live cash with. Some of the older guys who were afraid of playing online, um, people were maybe a little bit more conservative and they were a little worried that their money was virtual and that it would never be real. Um, there are a lot of older players who are getting on now because it's just you can get the money. You know, like you could win one night, cash it out, and pick it up at Borgata five minutes later. Right. Um, I- so I think that does help new, some new players come in who maybe were a little bit wary of uh, some of the older, scammier sites. Right. We have just about a minute left. I have just one question I want to ask you that I haven't spoken to anybody about, but I figure maybe you know. Back uh, in the good old days online, there was some controversy when uh, there was software developed for data mining for being able to find out uh, your opponent's tendencies by tracking their past, past playing history. Is there any of that now that's available in New Jersey so that you could have the are there any companies that are providing uh, data mining services for um, players? There's two. I mean, it's called a HUD, a heads-up display. Um, it's out in the open now. You know, like, it's not shady, really. Like, there's two. You can get Hold'em Manager and Poker Tracker, the two most popular. Um, and it's less scary than it sounds because there's just so much information. And there's, like, you just don't, you know, like, there's not as much you could do with it as people would think. Like, if I have a HUD running and I'm playing you over, you know, a thousand hands or something, it's not like going to tell me, oh, he has aces when he does this. It gives you so much info and, like, statistics that you have to interpret. And, like, there's a lot of human error in, like, interpreting it. Um, so while it might be beneficial to have it, um, I would doubt that it gives anyone a, like, super significant edge over their opponent. Does it? Um, okay. I mostly Fair have to use it to see, like, okay, I have a thousand hands with this guy. He's a reg. He's probably a decent player. Um, that's what I usually use mine for. Um, and I don't really like get so heavy into like statistical statistical analysis. I'm like primarily a live player to start. Um, so I kind of like have have a little bit of a feel for the game anyway, and and don't really rely so heavily on this like computer program. Right. Well, Jamie, this has been. Very, very interesting. I think you probably are the hardest working person in poker today, um, and I'm very glad you were a guest. And Dave, I'm glad you were here too. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's... this is a this is a new dynamic. We have two I hosts get to talk and to one Jamie. guest. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining us, Jamie. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, and Jamie, give out your Twitch uh, address too. Oh yes, okay. I'm at Twitch.tv/JamieKerstetter. Terrific. Well, thank you, Jamie Kerstetter, the Twitch TV pioneer. Thanks for joining us. Okay, listeners, we will be back after a quick break. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need.
Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of May 11, 2015. For the first time in over a decade, the first stages of construction were begun for a new mega resort on the Las Vegas Strip. Malaysia-based Genting Group broke ground last week for the $4 billion Resorts World Las Vegas project. The property is expected to open mid-2018 and will bring 13,000 permanent jobs to the city. Lieutenant Governor Mark Hutchinson, who also chairs the Tourism Commission, stated that the new casino will be, quote, a jewel in the desert and a world-class destination resort. Some good news coming out of New Jersey. The state's online gaming market has posted record revenues in March. The Garden State took in $13.2 million during the month, which consisted of $2.2 million from poker and nearly $11 million from other casino games. The big winner for the month was the Borgata, who took in $4.2 million from their internet site. And finally, hey, we were all disappointed in the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight last week, but a couple of boxing fans are taking it to a new level. Last week, a lawsuit was filed in a Las Vegas federal court by two plaintiffs claiming they were defrauded by Pacquiao and his handlers because Pacquiao failed to disclose his shoulder injury. The plaintiffs are seeking class action status on behalf of anyone who bought tickets, paid to watch the fight, or bet on the fight. I think this core fight may be more entertaining than the actual fight, so stay tuned. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer, so grab your tablet or your cell phone and bring nj.partypoker.com with you. Why would you want to go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home or wherever you are? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. It is with great honor that I present your host, the man who sold the dragon his fire, stole it back, and sold it again to the crypts. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards, and we are very fortunate to have snagged the poker man of the last few weeks. His name is Anthony Zeno. You may know him as a two-time winner of a World Poker Tour event. He is now a three-time winner, and he's just won them back-to-back. Anthony, are you there? I am here. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm really glad you're here because you've done a few remarkable things. First of all, just for our listeners who may not know, you are one of only three people to have won three World Poker Tour events, right? That's right, yes. Uh, There are only uh, two other guys that have done it, uh, Gus Hansen and Carlos Mortensen, who are some of the uh, poker heavyweight, you know, um, I'd say, and, yes, that's true. Uh, ha- right. I'm sorry? I say that's true. Right, right. And, you know, it hasn't been done in a while, so it's been, you know, kind of a big deal that, uh, that it's been done three times. It hasn't quite sunken in yet on my end, you know what I'm saying, where <laughs> yes. I don't feel, I still don't feel anywhere near in their league because they've been playing for so long and they've been well-respected and for all that they did for this, beautiful game of poker, you know, as far as um, helping it become more popular. You know, they're still out of my league in all those aspects. But, hey, you know, having three trophies is quite um, yeah, an honor. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, yeah. And, and so. you did something neither of them did. Only two other people did. You won two titles back-to-back, right? You just won at Commerce, but you also had won just a few weeks earlier at Fallsview, if I'm not mistaken, that's, right? That's right. It was absolutely amazing. I, I won my first title in September of 2013, so about a year and a half ago or so, and um, that was life-changing, um, both financially, of course. You know, finally got to hammer into some student loan debt from law school, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, um, just I, I had worked very, 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 very hard at my game to acquire that, and then. My family was so proud, and it kind of solidified. That was the most monumental because that was pretty much like solidified that my decision to play poker professionally, at least for the time being, was the proper decision as opposed to you know the normal nine to 
nine to five or in the lawyer world, it's more like nine to nine, um, you know, routine. Uh, I kind of took that road less traveled and it seems to have been the right choice, you know, assuming that I do the right things with, with, uh, my, with, with, with my success. You know what I'm saying? Yes, um, I do. I know what you're saying. So that was, you know, that was huge for me. And then, you know, um, I, I've been playing uh, quite a bit since then. And, uh, you know, uh, this World Poker Tour season, I've played almost every one, especially if they've been in the United States uh, or Canada. And uh, went up to Fallsview, you know, played my A game, and never for a moment thought that I wasn't going to make the final table. Um, I really just had a good amount of chips uh, throughout the the, the, the latter uh, days. And then eventually... Uh, Pulled the win, and uh, you know, can't tell you how good that felt to get my second one because that brought, that second one brought me among twenty or twenty-one players in the world that have two trophies, uh, two World Poker Tour trophies, you know, and that was amazing. And then I and then I went over to LA, and uh, you know, mathematically, you just you, you just can't expect to win two back to back. I mean, it's just not a realistic expectation. It's definitely a goal <laughs> and something that I aspire towards, but I just kept playing and, and my, my, my A game and making sure that I stayed focused and, um, you know, uh, kept going and going. And before I knew it, I had a really, really, really good shot. And um, I pulled the win there, and that feeling was overwhelming. I actually ordered, sort of blacked out in, in, in with an adrenaline rush of just, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, emotion, just sort of, like, don't even remember some of it. So I cannot wait. So those air on TV, uh, especially the LAP, uh, the one that was in LA, the LAPC at the Commerce. That one was a bigger buy-in, a tremendously difficult field to overcome of players. And um, my my list here know. says that you beat five hundred and thirty-seven other players. Yeah, right. Um, you now, my first win at Borgata in, in thirteen was actually uh, eleven hundred and uh, like ninety players or something. So that one was actually more players, which was an incredible feat, you know, to, to get through that many players. But uh, in that field, the, the buy-in is only thirty-five hundred, so it's um, typically not, you know, it doesn't have all those best players in the world. Uh, so you know, it's still great. But the LAPC one in LA, the one that I that I nailed, uh, you know, two weeks ago, whatever it was now. Um, that one has quite literally the best poker players in the world. I mean, they come from uh, the East Coast, and then they're already there on the West Coast in Vegas and Cali, and they all play it. And, you know, it, it that, uh, you know, getting through that field is... Uh, sure. Is, That's a major accomplishment. That's a major accomplishment just unto itself. And I want to get to that. But before I do, first of all, for our listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Anthony Zinno, who just won the Commerce main event on the World Poker Tour. I want to ask you, for people who may not know, you mentioned already a few interesting things that I didn't know. But tell us about your background. You're from Cumberland, Rhode Island, right? Uh, no, Cranston. Cranston, Cranston Rhode Island. Island. Yep. So Cranston what was your about, what's your route to being a professional poker player? You were in Cranston, and then what happened? Yeah, okay. So I grew up in Cranston, which is about 10 minutes south of uh, Providence, the capital, and uh, very proud of my little home state of Rhode Island. I always love to go back and see my family, and the, in my opinion, the best restaurants in the U.S., uh, you know, it's a, a very nice state. And I grew up there, and I, you know, enjoyed playing uh, lots of strategy games as I grew up. Any game that had strategy in it, whether it be uh, Monopoly or Risk or uh, a computer game or a video game that implemented some sort of strategy, I always took a liking to that. Um, I always liked math and science, so I ended up, after uh, high school, deciding to go to Worcester Polytechnic Institution, WPI, which is in Worcester, Massachusetts, in Central Mass, uh, to study chemical engineering uh, kind of followed in my older cousin's footsteps, who I had always looked up to and still look up to. Um, he, you know, really liked to uh, focus on hard on his studies and, and take it seriously. And um, chemical engineering was very interesting, but I decided towards the end of that that I didn't want to be a full-time engineer because it was a little bit too much um, kind of working in a lab environment, which some people love. 
and uh, much respect to them because, you know, they're the ones coming out with new, you know, medicines and vaccines and things and whatever it might be. Um, but I decided that I wanted to pursue something further than that that I think was more to my liking. So I ultimately decided that I'd like to go to law school to pursue patent law, which is uh, basically a combination of science and the law where you are, you know, defending or rather you're representing uh, inventors before the U.S. Patent Office to try to acquire uh, a patent for their idea. And there's lots of going back and forth between your office and the patent office, um, constantly kind of, uh, you know, just battling back and forth to acquire that patent. And uh, I thought that would be awesome. And uh, it certainly would have been. However, when I was in law school, I was playing uh, some poker online at the time was uh, I was still able to play online at the time. I was playing online and um, and really, really liked it, realized that I was quite good at it and that I could make some pretty good money playing it. So that led my, to my decision in my last year of law school to, uh, to, to to try to travel around and play and see what I can do, you know, with the whole poker thing. Uh, I passed the bar exam in Massachusetts in 2008, uh, became an attorney and, you know, quite proud of, of that to have that kind of under my under my belt in case I ever want to use that in the future. But uh, then began the uh, poker traveling, and there had been lots and lots of ups and downs along the way. Just like anything in life, it's kind of like, you know, I want to do this, um, but, you know, it's going to take some stepping stones. You can't just come right in, you know, regardless of how much natural talent you might have, um, you know, you still have to put in a lot and a lot and a lot of practice, you know, work, uh, that discipline factor uh, weighs in heavily. So, sure. you know, it makes you give, you know, it makes you understand more about what it might be like to be a professional uh, golfer, a bowler. I mean, these guys, you see them, you know, on the tour or whatever they're doing, and you're like, oh, wow, that guy's really good. But, you know, you're not realizing how much they practice to get that good, how, much they, how many hours they played and practiced to get that good. So, in fact, uh, I'm going to just ask you a question that I always think sure. of when people talk about their career. Was there anything that you relied on or that you found useful in ratcheting up your game? Were there any players that you talked to or videos that you watched or books that you read that really made a difference in your ascension as a professional? Well, that's a good question. You know, and, and lots of the times the case is that Certainly, there are lots of players that like to watch uh, poker training videos and read books and um, talk to their friends about, you know, strategy and, and, and take it from there. I've always been more of a loner when it came to studying in school and learning. I've always been this kind of on my own, take my book and read it. Um, and with poker, I approach the strategy of just trying to play a lot of it on my own. And then whenever I made mistakes... Uh, as, even if there were slight mistakes, my goal would be to m remember the mistake that I made or even perhaps write it down. And then later, later after the session, uh, you know, analyze the mistake that I made and uh, decide that I, first of all, what I would do in the future to, you know, to not make that mistake again, but more importantly, ensure that I try my best not to make that mistake again uh, psychologically, like say to myself, all right, well, when that spot comes again, I'm going to try not to make it. Now, now the more you do that, the more you play and analyze mistakes, um, you know, you're going to eventually just get better and better. Um, I think that, of course, carries over to anything in life. But basically, um, if you're, you know, if you're playing and you're playing well and you're, you're, and you're doing everything correctly, then, you know, there's not much to analyze there. But when you make mistakes, which can be as little as, oh, I could have bet a little bit more on the river there. I should have bet a little bit more. You know, even though the result was still good, where let's say you bet, he calls you and you won the pot, you, you still might say, well, I could have bet a little bit more, you know? So it's like trying to be almost like a perfectionist when it came to strategy was my gotcha. was my goal. So gotcha. to answer your question, no, it was actually mostly just on your own uh, self-learned. Yeah, just, just putting in many, many, many hours since literally since 2007. Um, anytime I could get my hands on playing long sessions, just practice, 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 uh, work ethic, you know, which I actually like to say that having gone to school for seven years, you know, after high school, uh, you know, it's never a waste. It's nothing I, I don't regret. I don't regret a single day of going to school and doing ridiculous uh, differential equations, uh, advanced mathematical things that I was saying to myself, I'm never going to use this in my life. But 
you know, by doing it, you're kind of enhancing your ability to learn how to learn. You know right. what I'm saying? I do understand. And uh, right. for our listeners, we've been talking to Anthony Zinno. And, Anthony, I want to say this is an incredible achievement. Three Thank titles, you. two back-to-back. I want to talk to you when you win the main event at the World Series of Poker. That will truly be a crowning achievement. And uh, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. What did you say about the World Series? Though? I, said, <laughs> I, I, broke out <laughs> I want to I talk to you after you win the main event oh, of the World Series of Poker. <laughs> That's right. That's, nice. That's only That's nice. uh, a couple of months away, and I'm looking yes, forward to possibly meeting you. I'll be out there, and uh, I wish you well. Absolutely. Come come and meet me. Uh, I'd like that very much. The main event will begin, I think, on July 5th, and, of course, that will be the goal of any poker player, the dream of that ESPN main event final table. So uh, we'll see if I can get the rush going, you know. Well, I wish you well. Thank you very, 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 very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, Anthony. That was Anthony Zeno, a wonderful guy who is also an extraordinary poker player, having won three World Poker Tour titles, two back-to-back. Listeners will be back after a quick break. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Excuse me, I want to phone my wife and tell her about the game. You mean you haven't asked her yet? Asked her? Look, George, women are the weaker sex. Men are the stronger. I don't ask my wife. I just say, look, baby, I'm playing poker tonight. That's that. 
Gee, I could never do that. I sure you could. You're a member of the stronger sex. I am? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is the mailbag segment when I'm joined in studio by my handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. Dave, what do we have this week? If you have a question for us, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio, post a question on our Facebook page, or leave a message or text us on the House of Cards hotline, 609-474-4627. And remember, if we use your uh, question on the air, you get a party poker baseball hat. So what do we have? Lisa from Vineland, New Jersey, who listens to us on WNJC, writes, WSOP.com just started their soft launch for a compact with Delaware and Nevada sharing online players. Which states do you guys think are the next ones to do a compact to share players? What state do you think is the next to actually get online gaming? Will this be the start of a federal system of online gaming? Okay. Lots of questions. Last question first. Okay. This will not be the start of a federal system to get online gaming, unfortunately. Would that it were. Would that this would be the unraveling of UGA, the Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement So you you don't think this is an important first step? I didn't say that. I said it's not the unraveling. It's not going to bring us to federal... National online gaming. It may be the beginning of a trend, and it, if it is or it isn't, it's a significant step in that it blazes the trail, even if it's only one state deep in what might become a network. Next to go, better for me to ask people like uh, Steve Ruddick, who's an expert on yeah. online gaming. We get these guys on all the time, but from what I've heard so far, California. Uh, Ohio, maybe, and maybe a couple of other states. But it's not like there are a bunch of people ready to come in. They're considering it. It Mm. looks pretty good. But there's not like five or six states ready to go. And until you have five, six, ten, fifteen hooked up, it's nothing even approaching a national system. I have a state that's a wild card, and that's Pennsylvania. There's BWIN actually made a deal with a brick-and-mortar casino, but they didn't release the name of the brick-and-mortar casino. Ah. So they're anticipating Pennsylvania coming on soon. What were the other questions? Uh, I answered the, the last one first. Um, these should be easy to answer. Which states do you guys think are the next ones to do I a compact to. with to share players? Well, there's only one state that – New Jersey. Right, New Jersey. I New think- Jersey has a bit of a problem because they just don't do poker. They have all the games, all casino games. So. Right. I, you know, I welcome it. I'd love to see it. I hope Poker Player Alliance can get – you know, some state legislators to move, legislatures to move. But unfortunately, even if a few do move, we're still years and years away from going back to. Although, you know, I heard something yesterday. I was hanging out with a guy who was telling me that he I, I ran a poker tournament yesterday. And he said he has a special line, a service where he connects to. A, uh, an address in Canada and plays online poker in the United States. Wow, really? And I said, how come everybody doesn't know about this? <laughs> right. He said, I don't know, I don't know. But um, I, I think there may now, now I'm starting to be hopeful, there may be a way to get around Ugia. Some backdoor some, channels. That's right, of. maybe some backdoor channels. So you can play legally, but you're playing in a sheltered way. He says, imagine a tunnel to Canada, and you put your <laughs> internet service through that tunnel and it comes up in Canada, and you can somehow do it. It was a kind of high quality line, and I don't. I should have written it down. I mean, VPR, VSC, VRQ. How, how would he collect money on that? I guess he would have to have a Canadian bank account yeah, where they right, just okay. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, by the way, I have some news. I'm not sure if this helps you figure out the geolocator for. Uh, these poker sites. Um, I was playing on PartyPoker.com. Well, you're in, in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. Yep. I was playing against a guy who was playing in West New York, New Jersey. There you go. So, and that's – your mom lives there. She lives right she's near the right river. Near, yeah. And, but, I, and I asked, how close are you to the river? He said a mile or so. 
So I don't know. Yeah, she's about two hundred yards. Oh, okay. She's <laughs> so a little closer. But that, that, so, actually, that's encouraging. I may try to do that when I next visit her, which she'd like it to be sooner than it probably will be. But maybe I'll go down uh, sometime in April mm-hmm. uh, and we'll try it out. And I'll, I'll I mean, report you went through back. the first wave of online poker. Are you? concerned are you about joining it again are you wary about your money or would you have any trepidation about trying it not one bit of trepidation the only thing that i think people need to realize is that while internet poker when it first came uh, out for the next three or four years was a honey patch for anybody who was even halfway decent it got much 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 tougher as the neophytes lost their money and the good players got better and the great players got fantastic. I don't think that when it comes back, if it comes back all over the country, it will be anywhere near as good as when it first emerged. I think people were burned, new players lost their money, and you're going to have, you may have many games eventually, you may have a lot of players but they're going to be good players, and the games aren't going to be as profitable. That's my prediction. Anyway, that does it for House of Cards and our mailbag segment. Listeners, until next week, please, good luck and good day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.